Hi there, and welcome to Pod Rocket. I'm your host, Paul, and today we have Shagun Adebayo, uh, also known as Sage. And uh, Shagun is a software engineer at Vercel, currently working on a very interesting React uh, component library called Chakra UI, excuse me. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. I mean, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, we just did a another podcast recently about uh, front-end interfaces and component libraries and what it's like from a design system engineer's standpoint about building one of these out. And they were actually bringing up Shocker UI, talking about how it is one of the fastest ways that you can get uh, an accessible and really well methodical design out like who would i mean who would have thought whenever you started your career that i'm you're gonna you're gonna be on a podcast and somebody's gonna go hey that thing you made like other people are talking about it and it's awesome good because it is awesome so when you start thinking about shocker ui is is this something a project that are you still working on and when did it come to your idea to make it yeah for sure um by the way thanks for the remark i mean working on chakra ui has been like a huge um a huge privilege and i'm definitely grateful to to work on a project like this um uh, so i'd say like uh, chakra the idea for chakra ui maybe came to me i think it'd be like five years ago from now um basically i was working on i was working with a couple of colleagues so uh just just a quick recap i used to freelance remotely so i work uh, at the time i used to work as a product designer uh, and then i designed uis with figma and sketch and then i had like lots of colleagues because i work remotely i had like two or three different teams that i work with simultaneously so i go in there and i just design it in figma and i'm pretty much done so if you give me in a whole week i can spend two days in a week to finish up the design and if i ship that off to my engineering colleagues if it took me two days it's a high chance it would take them two weeks, if not two months, to actually get the design live in production. So, I mean, learning through that painful journey of taking design to code um, sort of helped me and sort of like sparked the initial idea of like, what if we could build a tool that could help um, engineers go just as fast as design, basically? How can we help people write code at the speed of design, uh, which is like the common phrase I like to use when I describe Chakra UI, right? And not just help them write code, help them write composable, accessible code out of the box. Um, so that's that was like the initial challenge that I had with Chakra UI. And it started off as a side experiment. Let me just try to see if this could work out. And showing it to, if, to two of my friends back then, and I literally saw the light bulb in the eyes, like, dude, this is actually really cool. Why can't you just take this and like, I mean, blow it up beyond what it is right now? Uh, I was literally very scared at the time, to be honest. But then I just like took the thing, I'm like, okay, what does blowing it up mean? Does it mean maybe I just use it in my project and just keep it so no one knows about it? Or does it mean taking an audio to the public in spite of the fear to see like if other people would use this library? So I decided to take the second route. And today it's, um, it's, it's, it's history, basically, as they say. So back in the day, five years plus ago, before Shocker UI, you were working at the designer level. So you were kind of thinking about what is how is the user going to interact with my components with, with the platform and then actually drawing them out in Figma and sort of like getting them ready for developers who would then implement your designs or were you actually writing the components and the JavaScript to implement your designs? 
Yeah, it was. I mean, at the time, it was mostly just doing the design. Um, so it was largely doing the design, designing the components and the variants of that component, documenting those variants in Figma, and mm-hmm. then like shipping them off with Envision. Basically, just like take all those tools and just like put it out there, and then watch the developers take that design and turn that into code, right? So, I mean, initially it was just pure pure UI design work, and I think that one of the key things that I've learned from I mean, being a designer, which is a huge privilege if you ask me, um, is that you can take a lot of the design practices, um, you can sort of like fold them up and actually like bring them into code. So it's like, I think that there's a lot, there's lots of amazing functionalities in tools like Figma, for example. Right? These days you see that like so many amazing features in Figma. Imagine if you could take all of those amazing features and make them available to developers in code. Um, you can imagine the kind of speed and productivity that yield. So, and, and I imagine you're coming from a very design first approach here because you were a designer first. So you probably, you know, you have all these ideas and standards and just you went through the gamut with what could be right and wrong as a designer. Now you're bringing that into code because I feel like normally in component libraries I've used and seen, it's people who already write websites who are making a UI library to just like make it fast and easy sort of. It's coders who are making you this, but now you're a designer who's stepping into the code realm. So it probably has, do, do you think that there are some ways that Chakra UI immediately differentiates it, differentiates itself from something like Material UI or Bootstrap? And if you could touch on some of those. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, most of these tools definitely serve, I mean, they serve a purpose most of the time. So, I you know in the in this engineering field, um, software engineering in general, it's literally about trade-offs, pros and cons. You just have to consider like all of them, right? So I think Chakra UI, I mean, there's, there's a slight difference between a component library and just a styling framework. I think that that's like a clear-cut difference there. So if you take something like Bootstrap, for example, I'll put that in the bucket of more like a styling framework. They do have a couple of JavaScript here and there to help you, but they're largely dependent on so like giving you the tools to help you style your components faster. All right? On the other, on the other end of the spectrum, you have component libraries. So these are whole like full blown um, ecosystem of components that you can actually use um, to actually like I mean create a website or an app. So it comes with state management, it comes with accessibility, it comes with styling, it comes with like all of these different like TypeScript, server-side rendering considerations. So it goes on and on like that. So this is a full-blown suite of components. Um, and I would say maybe I'll put Chakra UI and Material UI in that box. Um, I mean, when it comes to like what really differentiates Chakra UI, I'd say I lean heavily on my design background, just like you said. So it's like there's a lot of things that I learned working with different clients, working on different design projects. That I'm then like taking all of this knowledge and experience and bringing it into code. Um, I usually, I mean, usually, it's, I mean, it's a common joke. Should, like, should designers know how to code? I think if designers knew, if designers knew how to code, it would really help that collaboration process. And I think that if if designers eventually become developers, they'll be a lot better developers than the front, than the typical front engineers that we have today. I also feel like design feels like one of those things that uses that side of your brain that is you know more creative and that side of the brain the earlier on i mean you could do anything at any point in life but my my weird own personal belief is that earlier on in life that you start doing something creative the like the more you just live and breathe and and really understand that like 
element, whether it be like music or something. So design, if, if you start there and then you move into development, I can imagine how you just totally look at development differently, uh, less modular and, 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 you know, less rigid. That's one problem I have whenever I try to put together a website. We were chatting before the podcast started. I was saying, yeah, all my websites look like trash. <laughs> I, like I, I do it as a developer and I'm making everything in boxes and, and, and modular and stuff and just lacking that design background. So do you think if, if people came from design as, as a more standard approach into computer programming, would that you know change the web or do you think it could really reach into all breadths of how software is written in design? Um, yeah, I think I'll say design, design can help and design can, having some sort of design experience can enhance that, um, development workflow. I mean, I would not say like it's a core requirement, uh, to sort of get into engineering, but you'd definitely be a better developer if you had some design experience, because, uh, one of the key things or one of the key ingredients when it comes to design to development workflow is speaking the same language as designers and product managers, right? So and the, and the only way that you can do that is if you have some sort of like deep experience in design or you, you sort of know the lingua of design and can speak the same language as other people. And I think that design gives you that like one of the key things is like being creative and using your imagination to sort of like bring something to life before even drawing the first rectangle on the screen, right? So basically, I think that part of your brain is also helpful when you're trying to solve like difficult problems. You can basically imagine the components before you actually make it. Um, and I think that, that that helps with things like API design, how should you name stuff? I'm just like, if you can imagine and think about and put yourself in the shoes of the person that's gonna use it, which is empathy in the design language. Basically, if you just like practice a bit more empathy which I mean is heavily I mean consumed if you're a designer, you basically have to be in the shoes of the person that's gonna use the app or the website and try to design from that perspective. I think doing that a lot would help you um, be a better developer for sure. But you should write a book someday. Like you should write one of those like O'Reilly programming books that all the pros <laughs> write at some it'll be called like a designer's approach to computer programming and then Every, we can start to change the world one one sale at a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so let's let's actually talk about some details about this this awesome UI uh, component library and framework that you made. Shocker, you get into the details a little bit more. Um, what's one of the ways uh, that you're approaching design and in an API for people to use, laying out their components that you are employing with Shocker UI? that you think is like missing or misconceived or it's a paradigm that just like you were like, okay, I'm going to make this and I'm going to do it right this time. What's an area like that that you try to tackle with Shocker UI? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I would say like there are, there are two two main areas um, that we try to tackle. And I think this literally comes from, again, just thinking about like when people want to build applications, what do they really need? Uh, what do they need in the short term? What do they need in the long? I mean, in the long run, when they have a much larger team, when they have like much, I mean, funding, the, t the team is super big now. And it's like I think those are two different phases of a company or a startup, basically, right? So if we take it that, if we take, if we sort of see it from that perspective, we see that like when you are just starting out, basically what you need is a set of components 
that can sort of like help you move really fast, right? And obviously, depending on the type of application you're building, uh, you basically want to make sure that it's teamable, it's accessible, it's really easy to use, right? So, I mean, starting out, you just want to get these little like legal bricks or legal blocks and just like put them together to sort of like make your website look amazing. Right, so that's like the first criteria. I mean, how can we basically give people the set of tools and components that they need to build their, their website to the applications with speed at the beginning, obviously. And then as you go down the line, it, it, it sort of switches from, I want to build my website really fast to now I have a team that can actually manage and orchestrate the design and the UI of my application. How do we create a structured system? This is where the, the term design system then comes into play. Uh, how do we create some sort of like living, breathing system of our brand, of our identity, to make sure like everything looks consistent, everything looks coherent and cohesive across the application? Then comes the theming aspect of a design of of of, of a framework, basically. So Chakra UI takes this initial phase of giving you the building blocks you need to build really fast. And then when you grow to, I mean, also giving you the set of tools that you need to build a design system from ground up. And basically, I mean, you can easily sort of like switch design systems between brands. If you have like, if, if you have like a multi-brand application, for example, right? So all of these different needs are baked into Chakra UI from the very beginning. And do you feel, do you feel like the way that Chakra UI handles this living, breathing ecosystem is... Is where where do you think it shines the most in terms of it, its ability to grow or its ability to does it like plug into Figma? Is there is there cool connectors and ways to extend the design system? Like, what are some ways that people can extend it once they get up and running with it? Yeah, for sure. So Chakra UI has a theming system. I mean, largely developer focused for now. I mean, hopefully in the future we'll be able to plug into design tools. And be able to sort of like pick all the tokens and send them over to code. Uh, that would be really cool. Uh, but right now, it's largely de developer-focused API. So we have like a theming API that feels very similar to the way Figma works these days. So it's basically you have a component. Component has different visual styles or variants. So if you have a button, the button can be solid. It can be outlined. Or it can also have different sizes, right? So it can be small. It can be large. Um, and then it goes on and on like that. So basically, we, we design this type of like API uh, within Chakra UI to say, if you want to build a design system um, using Chakra UI, this is our theming API, uh, which looks very similar to, I mean, how, how you would do that within Figma or Sketch or any design tool. Hey, this is Emily, one of the producers for PodRocket. I'm so glad you're enjoying this episode. You probably hear this from lots of other podcasts, but we really do appreciate our listeners. Without you, there would be no podcasts. And because of that, it would really help if you could follow us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to bring you conversations with great devs like Evan Yu and Rich Harris. In return, we'll send you some awesome PodRocket stickers. So check out the show notes on this episode and follow the link to claim your stickers as a small thanks for following us on Apple Podcasts. All right, back to the show. What are some areas that you're looking to tackle next in terms of development of Chakra UI? Um, are there any components that you don't have yet that are close on the list? Are there any, you know, shifts in no, new ways we theme things or areas that people have requested that you don't think Chakra UI will ever go in? 
Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think Chakra UI has like endless possibilities here. Uh, but it's like, I think the, the core focus that we have right now, there are two main areas. One of them is uh, multi-framework. So there are people that have like, Chakra UI is heavily, I mean, it's heavily React right now. We have a small team of folks trying to help us get Vue up and running. Uh, but that's been not as fast as we want. Uh, but basically, like, how do we... Uh, we also have quite a bunch of people that are, I mean, asking for React Native. And it's like, okay, this is getting really interesting because, like, for every single component we build, for every single API we create, we need to start to think beyond React and start to think, be, I mean, think like a whole ecosystem and trying to provide the same set of APIs, I mean, across these different frameworks. So this is this has been one of the biggest challenges so far. Um, and to to solve that, one of the things we've done recently is to think about like what are the different parts of a component library like that we currently have, uh, and we know that like the two, two two key areas are like the logic of the component and the styling of that component, right? So if we can take these two things and sort of like put them apart, um, and then try and then try to figure out like how do we solve these key pieces in a way that is not exactly tied to any framework, right? So. We started off with the logic piece. Uh, if you wanted to design a dropdown or a menu component, like there's so many, there's so much like keyword accessibility, focus management, and all of those things you need to take into consideration when you're building a component like that. So the question then becomes, how do we model the logic of something like a menu component in a way that is truly framework agnostic that we can share across all these different JavaScript frameworks? So. Uh, to help us like get far get farther in that direction, we launched a new library called ZagJS, which basically is a state machine based library. Um, so state charts basically is a long living concept that's been around for for years, uh, but it's just getting introduced to the web space um, in general. So we're taking ideas from this uh, from this industry from this pattern and then using this to build a model or component logic to help us get I mean achieve this goal. Uh, super fast, right? So that's that's one part of the equation. The other half is styling. Styling is like what I mean. The other the other bit where we're looking we're looking into ways to make sure like our styling solution is like super fast and efficient. Uh, specifically, Chakra UI is based on CSS and JS right now. So it basically means that there's a little bit of runtime overhead if you have like a super performance sensitive application. But I mean, quite frankly, most apps never really get to experience this, except you're building something that literally renders 1 million times in a second. Uh, and then it's like, then it becomes like super obvious. Uh, but I think that either ways, I think we, we need to like strive to boost the performance and sort of keep improving that and stretch it as far as we can, right? So that's, that's one other key area that we're looking into. And at the same time, try to make it framework agnostic. So these are the key challenges that we are faced with right now. Uh, I think that they are, they are forward-thinking challenges in the sense that once it's solved, it's basically solved forever. So basically, if there are new frameworks that come up in the next five years, we don't have to start rewiring or rewriting everything in, in our framework to actually support that. We basically have two systems that are framework agnostic and can serve basically every developer out there. I mean, it sounds like you're solving a very grandiose um, thing here. I mean, I mean, the problem at hand is realistically, how do we make a platform for a design system that is framework agnostic? And now you're answering all these like very meta questions about the way, yes. you know, we hash out information and organize it in this modern development landscape. I mean, this is, 
I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you make a way to make it framework agnostic in, in the vision that you have, you could slap another component library on there and build it with that same paradigm and make another one that's completely framework agnostic it, it, once you solve these challenges. Exactly, exactly. I think like, I mean, this is very similar to the way design works as well, right? I mean, if you wanted to design a mobile application or you wanted to design a website, like Figma literally doesn't care about that. It's just like going there, drag the frame for the iPhone or drag the frame for the desktop and just design based on how you can imagine, literally. I think that that's two same ideas, the same ideas we want to bring into the web as well, where you don't have to be tied into like a specific framework like React or view like you can basically think more broadly about like how do i want to model this system and how do i want to style this system basically i think that will really go a long way in helping like shape the future of design systems in general do you think that uh the your project chakra is tackling this general idea faster than the other big name component libraries out there right now um, I mean, I don't have like inside, so I would say like inside gist into what's going on in all these other big names gotcha, for sure. Okay. But I mean, I, I, I probably would not have like a thorough enough answer to that. But we're doing our best to sort of like go at our own pace uh, because like it's at the end of the day, it's open source, right? So it's open source. You have a bunch of like, I mean, dedicated maintainers that want to help you build a thing. Uh, so it's like we just keep going at, at the pace that we can to actually like achieve this goal. But either way, I think it would be really nice and awesome to see like other people try to uh, tackle the same set of problems so we can learn from ourselves and sort of like improve and grow faster together. Now, did you open source it just because uh, of the general notion that, oh, if you open source something, you get these dedicated contributors and it'll be the best it can be? Um, are there any other reasons why you open source it? Because I know, for example, <laughs> to harp back on Material UI, they have a uh, a paid like pro version or something like that um, that I know you can subscribe to. So, uh, what were your motivations for making Chakra free and open source? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to like motivation, it's a whole like different set of like topic. Like when you bring in like motivation and open source, I think those two words are very big. And when combined together, like there's a whole lot of things that can go into those two topics um, in there. But I would say like for me, Chakra UI started more like a passion project. I just had this idea. I thought it would be super cool to actually try out a different approach to the idea. Right, so most of my colleagues mentioned to me that they tried material CSS and even material UI. And it was pretty hard to sort of like tweak the styles or make it work the way they wanted. Right, so uh, and it's like um, I just thought about. So imagine if it was possible to build a system like that, that is like super easy, just as flexible as Figma, and you can basically style it the way you want. Like it doesn't matter if if, if this button component was made in Figma as a component. You can bring that component in, detach the component, change the styles anyhow you want. So imagine if you could bring this experience into code, um, how would that look like? So Chakra UI is just like the first attempt to actually like I mean, bring this imagined solution to the I mean to the world to see if this could actually work. Um, but so far I think it's doing pretty well. Um, we definitely have ideas to improve it even more. I'm excited to see where that leads. I think. A lot of times uh, what we could call opinionated frameworks, such as what I would probably consider Shocker UI or Material UI, sometimes they get a bad rap of people saying, you know, oh, you're kind of like pigeonholed into 
just doing this one thing. And, and the fact that you're specifically mentioning, no, we want to make this composable, changeable, easy for a developer to customize it is is really paramount to making an opinionated framework like awesome. I like I like opinionated frameworks personally just because I'm not a designer. So using them is really simple. But there is a huge pain point that you mentioned, which is like material UI, like, oh, gosh, <laughs> trying to override stuff in that framework. It just like it, it, it can turn into like a three hour head scratcher of like what like why is my explanation point important not applying <laughs> and then you want to like flip the table so you know having that ability to override compose make make things custom as much as you want i think is is really exciting to hear about in a um opinion first framework like chakra because you can step in and have it look great like you said right off the bat yeah exactly and then, and then move into more customization yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, this definitely like not to sort of like, I mean, bring down the folks at Material UI, but I, I think that Material UI is a great framework. Um, I mean, I do see that they're making efforts to actually make this system actually more composable, right? So I just had to like drop that in because like every, at, the, at the end of the day, we learn from each other. We try to grow as an ecosystem, right? So different frameworks is basically equal to different approaches to the same problem. So it's just, I mean, we're trying to learn from each other. And I think for Chakra UI, it's a little bit interesting because like, again, it, when we imagine like the phase of a company, I always think about it from like the growth stage of a company. It's like, it, at the end of the day, it's a sing, it, might, it might feel like it's a single developer that is using Chakra UI, but usually if your product or your idea is successful, it quickly moves from a single person to two, to 20, to 300. And then the goal is, how do I make sure my framework actually scales all the way um, to the end, um, regardless of how big this company grows, right? And uh, we start with like opinion first, which is like, we have like a way of doing things. Uh, I mean, for, for, for example, you can easily spin up your own button component by using the Chakra UI box component, add some styles to that, and then you're done, right? You've made your own button component, right? I mean, that's an opinionated way of designing a button. But then as you grow, as you grow in size, you have your own design team, you have your own design system for your company. Uh, that's a way you want to work. You want to stay away from the opinions and be able to model your system the way you want. So, and then we want Chakra UI to be able to get out of the way at that point and just give you like a very simple, basic API that you can work with to build your own opinions on top of, right? So these two different ideas is basically what's behind Chakra UI today. And I think that this, I mean, contributes a whole lot to why people love it, why people use it. Um, but then these ideas will definitely improve over time even more. Is Shocker UI being used in any arms or um, tributaries of Vercel right now? Uh, yeah, right now. I just joined recently. So, I mean, when I got in, obviously now um, at the moment. But hey, mm -hmm. I, I mean, never can tell what will happen in the future. Yeah, I feel like Vercel is, is known to sort of uh, get into open source projects, either grandfather them in or use them and... Uh, contribute to uh, support contributors to them. So, yeah, maybe it'll it'll end up there <laughs> sooner than you think. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm excited. I'm definitely like I mean, open to that. I'm looking forward to that happening. Obviously. Are there any cool uses of Chakra UI that you might want to point viewers to if people want to go look at a really good use case of it? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, give me a moment. Let me just like pull up a document um, that sort of like shows like all the different like use cases. 
Um, I know a couple of I know a couple of like websites that use Chakra UI today. Um, I'll probably drop a link to a few of them. Um, but then one of them one of them is stockx.com, um, and then we I mean, we also have Bitwarden on um, the password manager. Um, that's mm-hmm. also like a pretty cool use case of Chakra UI. Um, and then when I came here, so currently I reside in Dubai. Right? So one of the things that brought me over here to Dubai is um, there's a big e-commerce company sponsored by the Dubai government um, that basically wanted to start off with a big design system from the start. So I basically came in to help integrate Chakra UI into the core of the product. And now it's the second biggest e-commerce company in the UAE. So that website is... Yeah, so that website is tradelin.com. Uh, I'm going to send a link as well. Um, so that is like a fully, um, a full-fledged Chakra UI website with RTL, LTR support uh, baked in. Uh, I think, I mean, I mean, coming here and doing the work here basically helped me also like get Chakra UI working in RTL, right to left languages like Arabic and Hebrew and things like that, because like it literally helped me burden my scope a bit more and further than just English. Now, this company that you mentioned in the UAE, um, they you said they wanted to start out from the get-go with a big, well-thought-out design system. What do you think of that approach that they took? Because um, I, I know a lot of people, they say, like, you want to start quick and iterate and then understand how your like layout and components um, sort of behave with your customer use case or your internal use case and then go from there. Like, do you think that the it's time well spent to really buckle down and figure out the design system from day zero like that? Um, Yeah, I'd say like when I came in, I think the company was two months old um, and they already had some working system prototype uh, without the design system. So I would say maybe that counts for the idea you're talking about. So it's like, okay. Uh, But then, I mean, it was like, I mean, two months old, zero customers. So it's like, okay. I mean, I'm not sure if that really counts 100%, but I think it definitely counts for prototyping your idea really fast. Um, And then coming in, I think, I mean, I'd say like the answer really depends on the company and the ambition I mean, here. Um, the ambition is slightly different because this is a company backed by the Dubai government. That's like, they're going to give you like everything you need from a money perspective, from strategy perspective. It's going to be big already. So this, you're not trying to test the market to see if you're going to grow or stuff like that. So if the ambition is really big, then it makes sense to actually make sure you get the foundations right before the company explodes from 20 people to 10,000 people in just like one or two years. So, so you have to actually get those foundations right. All right. Well, we're uh, getting up on time here. Uh, Sage, is there any uh, resources that you would want to point our listeners to? If there's like YouTubers that use Shocker UI that have good tutorials, your documentation or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a few things we have like um, we have like an Egghead course on Chakra UI, so you can go there. Just go to Egghead.io, type in Chakra UI in there. You see like a full blown course next year's with Chakra UI and just a plain old Chakra UI for beginners um, course. And there's also another website called Chakra UI for Beginners.com. Um, you can actually go in there to actually learn the basics of Chakra UI and get started pretty fast. We're working on a course for design system folks. So it's like, how do you build a, a design system from scratch to Chakra UI? So that's something we're also working on. Uh, when I, earlier, when I talked about our, our approach to making sure we model component logic in a framework agnostic way, um, we released a framework last month 
called ZachJS. So you can go to ZachJS.com to see How what else I'm on. ZachJS. So it's a Zag, Z-A-G-J-S.com. Gotcha. Okay, thank right. you. So that's it. So you can go on there to see what that looks like. I mean, how do you model components with state charts and state machines? If you're curious, you can go in there to see the framework we built around that. Um, I think that's about it uh, to to get started with Chakra UI. Great. And is there um, any shout-outs you want to give or any socials you want to drop? If some people uh, like Twitter, they'll give uh, to reach the followings. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Shegun Adebayo, or you can search for Sage. And I mean, you probably like see me in a few Sages on Twitter um, in there. Uh, I think that you can, I mean, for shout outs, I, I definitely want to give a huge props to the Chakra UI team. I always tell you this almost every time I talk in public because I think that Chakra UI and the vision that we have is pretty big. And because it's open source, there's a tendency that you might want to burn out in that process because we are trying to solve a very, very big problem. Um, so it's like, I mean, just getting that passion and motivation to keep going um, in open source is pretty hard, right? I, I definitely always love to give a shout out, a point of spotlight to the core maintainers of Chakra UI, both React and Vue. I said, this is a shout out for me. Um, thank you, guys. That's an awesome shout out. Well, uh, thank you for your time, for coming on and talking about Shocker UI and your experiences as a designer and engineer, uh, Shagun. It was great having you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Paul. I think I enjoyed this. Awesome. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pod Rocket. You can find us at PodRocketPod on Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.